episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Token Hoboken Jiminisi, and today we're talking about selling sponsorships and advertising on podcasts and websites and all the things. Joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fiebert. What's up, man? Sup? Dude, I love the opening. Yeah. (laughs) I went high. You wanted it. I I, I did it for you. You held the note beautifully. Thank you. Uh, business is good. I, I've went from uh, being on the rails to uh, I kind of like took some time and I had like some meetings. I'm pumped. Yeah. We're, we're like in the throes of a few big projects. I feel like we have 80 projects lined up before <laughs> like yeah, having not even completed the ones we're working on. Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling good. It's the case. It's, the, it's just like the dilemma that we go through. Mm. It's, so. I, I just always call it the disease. Yeah, it is the shiny object. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, things are... uh, To me, I feel great. Mm. I feel fucking fantastic. Because I, for the first time in probably two years, I feel like I I finally have a a clear vision of of my future. And uh, and business-wise. And it's very comforting because it's really back to basics. And I it's think what I, you're good at. Yeah, I think a lot of people are are feeling that way too. Like we we as humans, at least I mean, I think tend to overcomplicate things. Mm. And then you know, for me, what that means, and you know, not to be cryptic, but I've been so focused on trying to scale my business, and I and I think we should do an episode about how I failed to scale, which is a uh, I would love to. I know, I know. So. Uh, you know, not, not just to like rail on you. I no, think that sure. it is a really good conversation because I've it also is. had issues. Yeah, and I th- I've been so focused on trying to grow and hire and and basically trying to offload work, like mm. trying to like not work as much and still make you know a boatload of money uh, with my business or at least you know see it thrive. And what I've actually done is sacrifice. I've been self sacrificing. You know, and that's what a lot of founders do in, in you know, some startups. They, they self-sacrifice so that the company can grow and then they take money at the end. But there has to be and, a limit. Yeah, I think so. And I finally was just like, you know, um, been doing this for 10 plus years. And it's like I, it's not that I haven't, you know, made more money or grew or, or did any of those things. But like I th- this past year and a half, maybe two years, I've been really focused on that and sort of losing sight of what I actually why I even do this work, mm. which is I love business. I love all the the ins and the, I love all the nuances of it. Spreadsheets. I love spreadsheets. I, you know, as, as much of a like an I consider myself like a creative type. I still love that shit. You know, I do. But not I can't do that all the time. I can't 100 percent live in data world. Yeah. You know, so you'd have getting, some baller in there. Get some, some what baller. Like, well, pay yourself that. more. Yeah, that, uh, which is good. It's just definitely re- relieving. But also getting back into the more creative side of my own business, which is, you know, making videos and making writing and, you know, uh, podcasting, really. It's been helpful, mm. for sure. Like, oh, this 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 podcast is so much fun. Listen Money Matters is fun. We just, Dude, I mean, Listen Money Matters has become so easy. And yeah. I mean, like, you are doing things, and I'm like, oh my God, this is done. Like, <laughs> yeah, what the exactly. fuck is going I, I just, yeah. 
it just you know it's like i feel so comfortable in this space of like it's just my talent and i'm just mm. using my talent you know and it's just like very comfortable i don't have to learn something new i you know i just do the things that i'm kind of like inherently good at and lean on that like leaning on those skill sets that actually grow your business faster than you trying to like Hire a bunch of people to try to become you. It's just, I don't know. They'll, they'll never be you. And the reason you got here is because you're you. And so yeah. to try and like pawn that off. I was just so against being a solopreneur, you know? Like, I just yeah. want to do everything, you know? And it's like, look, sure. And you, you need you people, especially yeah. at, when you get to a certain size. Yep. And, but you, I, t- to me, I've, I was trying to scale very fast and hire a bunch of people. But instead, now I, I, I'd rather scale up myself to the point where I can hire somebody fucking awesome. Mm. You know, like I have enough money where and and it's proven, like the job itself is proven and I physically can't do it anymore that like, oh yeah, let's hire somebody awesome, like top notch, you know, high quality or whatever. Instead of like, you know, Fiverr <laughs> Fiverr yeah. deals or whatever. So uh yeah, that's not what today's episode's about, but that's just sort of what's been well, going we on. We will have to dive in. Oh, faux show. I don't know why I just said faux show. I was just, I'm such an old. <laughs> You're so hip. I'm a, yeah, I'm too hip to be square, my friend. All right, listen, today's episode is sponsored and every episode of the Money Lab show through the month of October 2018 by the same sponsor, and that's Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning-fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math. And Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out that's moneylab.co slash pro there you go so let's get into the topic today man yeah um it's i I don't know is this contentious is this contentious topic i I I almost wanted to lead similarly where I, i don't think it's like contentious but i internally have so many contrasting thoughts like mm-hmm. i feel like i'm always battling on this. me too i have been back and forth on this issue this for so long and and it's like one month so basically we're going to talk about is selling advertising or sponsorships worth the effort and then we're going to say well we both do it we both mm-hmm. make money with sponsorships somehow or advertising selling advertising on our on our uh properties if you're going to do it, let's let's do it effectively. Let's do it the best way possible. And so we're going to lay out how we do it for yeah. very specific things. Yeah. I, I, you know, there's definitely other schools of thought on this, but... Uh, Look, not, we're not pros, no, you know, no. but we both happen to make a... Living. Depending who you ask, stupid amount of money yeah. selling something that I, I honestly think is stupid. 
<laughs> uh, I don't, but I do go back and forth on it. So I will say that uh, I have, you know, Swimming Diversity gets a ton of traffic, according to HREFs, uh, actually. Uh, I You said you, what your HREFs rank was what, 400,000, something like that? It, it's like just below it. Like, I want to say it's like 390-something, 380-something. I, I essentially... I'm loading it right now. Yeah, mine's 232,000. I'm better than I give myself credit for. 346,545. Nice, nice. Uh, So I I, I get a lot of traffic. Uh, According to Ahrefs, my organic traffic is 179,000 per month. Um, And that's obviously average and only what Ahrefs can give me. That's relative. There's obviously way more traffic than that. But uh, that allowed me to... advertisers started reaching out and asking if they could well first of all you're going to get those people who reach out we just got this the other day uh you know people who reach out and they want to buy a link you know they're like oh we can paypal you 50 dollars right now just put a link on this page and we're like and we basically have a we have a canned response that my va sends out it's like we do not allow people to pay us for backlinks End of story. Don't fucking email us again. Basically, mm. uh, we're kind of dicks about it because that is just a that's just bad practice. And we could probably just ignore those emails, but we're just we kind of nip it in the bud because we don't want to we don't want to continue getting those emails from the same person because they tend to follow up. Uh, so we just sort of nip it in the bud. You'll get those, but we're getting. Um, we we used to sell sponsored posts, so we used to uh, write articles. And have a single sponsor, you know, just basically sponsor them on SwimU. And my editor is just and and we hold just up. Have this, what is it? What is what would you get for a sponsored post? Uh, I think we were charging twenty five hundred dollars a sponsored post. So you had told me that way yeah. back, whatever. And I mean, I choked on nothing probably. I don't think I I thought you see that. And then I told Laura, and we we're both like. What the fuck? What the fuck? Like yeah. that's it's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. What do you mean it's a lot of money? For a sponsored post, I well, believe that is a lot of money. Well, here's why it's here's why I I I felt it's a props like, to you. I mean, well, okay. <sighs> to me, I I felt like it was undervalued. But I, I, this this is the crux of ads is because you have to see and know the value and and convey it. Yeah, I the the reason I I was felt that way is because. One, our sponsored posts were so different. Like, and I was comparing us to Vox, which is terrible because Vox is a news site, and so they would do an article that's like, you know, hey, this is why Elon Musk wants to do this thing on Twitter. Like, he, you know, Elon Musk. It's a news thing. It comes mm-hmm. and goes, right? It's so fast. But SoFi would sponsor it, or some advertiser would sponsor. State Farm would sponsor that post. But it's like that post isn't going to rank in Google for the rest of time. Like it's going to come and go on their site. They're going to get a lot of traffic to that, and then it's going to disappear, right? So those so those advertisers are paying for that like one hit, that hit of traffic to their website, or, or that hit of like you know uh, brand recognition. But with Swim University, every article that we publish, we're trying to rank. We're trying mm-hmm. to get on Google. We want. We want that, and so an advertiser would pay twenty five hundred dollars, and if we were able to successfully rank, which we've done, they win. I mean, they. I mean, we win too. Don't well, get me the wrong. The thing is, like, the visits are highly targeted as well. So if you're highly targeted going and forever, Elon, dude, forever. Yeah. Well, you know, like they, we were paying, like you were paying. They were an advertiser was paying twenty five hundred dollars, and basically for a lifetime ad. Mm. And if that and that if is that relevant, 
that is relevant. And if it ranked, it was like ridiculous. So we've been able to do that. However, um, that felt kind of crappy because now we have this article that ranks, but it's sponsored. And mm. so when it, when you have a post that's sponsored, I don't know about you, but I sort of take it with a grain of salt because it would have, you know, how influenced. And we made sure, like, I mean, there's there's text before the article and at the end of the article that says, like, you know, the sponsor did not influence our editorial decisions in this. They're simply attaching their name to this article, right? So it became such a hassle because we would have to sell the ad and then we would be coordinating. I mean, even though that the, at the end of the day, we made all the editorial decisions, it still went back and forth because, mm-hmm. you, know, the, uh, you know, we'd say, all right, we're going to do an article about, you know, pool pumps. We have this company. They, they sell pool pumps. Um, you know, we sold it for $2,500 or whatever it was. And we say, okay, here, here's the article. We wrote it. And they're like, well, actually, though, they go in, and they fucking note it to death. Mm. And you're like, and we basically would just say no. Like, you're trying you don't to have turn- editorial control. It's no. But if they if they came out with something good, we would consider mm. it because it's like, why not take the extra set of eyes? Right. But most of the time, these are marketers trying to turn our article, our helpful article into an ad for themselves. Mm. And it just got frustrating. It was like the thing it is, wasn't I don't worth know doing. that they understand what works, though. No, because you're an affiliate marketer, so you have to, like, if it doesn't convert, you don't make money. Right. You know, and so they should trust you in that, like, you know how to convert shit. Yes, and they didn't. And now I'm talking about the pool industry in this Mm. particular scenario, which doesn't do online marketing. They just don't. And they do not advertise directly to consumers. So we were the first company that they really had to deal with. And that's the thing that's just the end of the day like they didn't want an unbiased opinion they wanted a very very biased opinion from swim university they wanted swim university to endorse their specific product Mm. and we just wouldn't do it and so it was just very frustrating and at the end of the day i was like all this time going back and forth with the sponsor and my editor and the arguments that we would have was it was twenty five hundred dollars worth all that time i know Mm. To be honest, no. And now we have an we article. Have to deal with them and you know making sure you get paid and yes. The, now all listen, the coordination is yeah. You know, if an ad was like, "Hey, we want to sponsor this post," cool. End of conversation. Yeah, that that value is is much better, right? Mm. Uh, or if it was like, "Hey, we want to sponsor a single episode of a of a podcast," which we we both have a lot of experience in, uh, you more so than I do. It, it's like that episode's coming and going. It's it's. It's we're doing we have so many more in the future. Like it is, we're doing it anyway, right? So it, I feel like the and people get it. Like the people who are are sponsoring podcast episodes, they understand the the game. I didn't have that same experience with selling sponsored posts on in my industry, but we stopped doing it because it became not worth the money. Mm-hmm. And if we over, you said twenty five hundred dollars was a lot of money. I'm like, I want to charge ten because mm-hmm. of the amount of fucking work. That we would yeah. put in for a I single guess if blog post. Involved in the creation process, it really it wasn't. Makes... They were in, they were involved. They were just they just got to review it a bunch of times, mm. and they would and then. But we would mostly every time they would say something, I'm like, nope, that's an ad. You're I, not I doing wouldn't that. sell ads if they had to review the episode and like, oh, yeah. we don't want like 
It is agnostic you from you tell me the date it's going live. I don't care what you're doing yeah. or whatever. That's the episode it goes in. But what's 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 great about that industry is that they know they know mm. before they even buy. They know that they're not going to get a say on the episode. You know, but uh, so so we've done a bunch of ads, and I think the approach is very different um, for, for for the different companies. For example, yeah. Ahrefs, mm -hmm. we told them what we were doing, like mm -hmm. what we wanted to do. And, you know, they, they could just see probably by the amount of money we both spent with them that we at least have <laughs> right. experience with the tool. Yep. And, and they, they were like, look, do, we trust you. Just do it. And that is yes. like the, the rare exception where. Yeah. They didn't even send us ad copy. They didn't even send us like what, you know, it was like, we trust you to, to, to sell this or to, to say what they, you They just said. gave us like the call to action. Sure. Like the, the free account and whatever. Whereas a lot of the time, like for a podcast ad, especially in, in the beginning when I started, it was like, this is the copy. You mm -hmm. read the copy and it takes you 60 seconds to read it. And sometimes I'll yeah. read it. And I mean, like no joke. And this is what really pissed me off is like, it may come up to be like 58 seconds or, you yeah. know, some really nominal thing. And they would ding us. We'd have to give them free ads. Really? They would. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make I mean, that's, that's, that's. I mean that sounds petty, but I think that's fair. I mean, there's des there's definitely times where there was one time. So we, uh, you don't sell email sponsorship, right? No. So uh, last year at Swim University, we every email we were trying to sell every email. So every email that we would send out, which was weekly, twice a week actually, once for pools and once for hot tubs, we would try to get it sponsored. You know, and I think we were charging somewhere between like. Six to twelve hundred dollars, depending on just I don't know what I don't remember where it was, and I, it didn't change. Like it was just like depending on the season, I think. So like earlier in the season, which you know we had a lower open rate, you know it, it, it a smaller list, we would charge like a lower amount, and then in the peak summer, it was it, it went up in price um, because we had way more a higher open rate, and we had way more people subscribing like constantly. It was like a frenzy. So. Uh, I remember that one of the one of the ads we sent out, we put the we put the banner ad in, so it was all banner ad. We didn't want to do any text, which you know, we put the wrong link in. So the banner mm. ad was was the banner ad was the correct one, but when you click the banner ad, it went to the previous sponsor. Oh my god! Uh, so and I caught it. They didn't. No one. No one caught it but me. And I reached out to the sponsor and said, "Hey, this happened." I'm going to give you the next two weeks. You have, I'm going to, we're going to get it right. And I'm going to give mm. you the next two weeks because I was like, I could have just went, I could have, you know, they but didn't get They would have gotten no people. And you yeah, know, if you wanted bad. them again, right. you know, so obviously was, the return would have been zero. Yeah. So I, I did that. That was the one mistake that we made in the sponsorships. But, uh, but yeah, I, they didn't, they didn't ding us for it, but they, they absolutely could have. So you've also done videos sponsored. Uh huh. Judging by your face, <laughs> I feel like you're like, I don't want to talk about this. No, I mean, look, let me let me just be very, very clear. Uh, I think that my experience with sponsorships has been incredibly frustrating because of my industry. Mm. Um, Swim University is a pool and hot tub maintenance site. And but you sold it for on rap videos as well, right? Yeah. No, so those were easy. Yeah. So so like this podcast, mm. selling sponsorships on this, is going to be a fucking cakewalk. I mean, it was sold before it was created, so yeah, that, that yeah. maybe says something. Right. 
And uh, to how and, awesome I am. Yeah, you, no, I mean, you really did the work, the preliminary work for that. But yes, it, it, it's going to be easy because one, um, the companies that uh, want to advertise on this show in the future, they they understand. First of all, they understand the game. They understand what it what podcast ads are. What I dealt with in the pool industry was uh, these companies. Only the only thing they marketed in was trade magazines, hmm. so that's it. They were marketing to pool dealers, and then I came along and said, "I got a huge list of people who own pools. Like these are consumers, and I can do this. I can do email ads. I can do blog posts. I can do videos." And it was the to, it was totally a new thing for them. Uh, but the thing is, is that when you have a trade magazine. The value goes up, the customer value goes up because each customer is a business owner who's going to buy a skid or an entire pallet of your product. Right. Whereas, like, if you get one customer in Tempe, Arizona to buy one pool cleaner, like, you're, it's a, it's not a lot. Mm. So, the, the value of like the audience was much smaller and no one did it. So, these, I, I was basically, it was everything was always an experiment for the first time, and they really didn't understand it. So every phone call, every and it was a lot of phone calls, like to just to just to sell the ad, and I had to do it. I basically just had to sell some university to them each every, every time, even for reups. So they would they would they would buy an ad on an email or in a blog post or a video, and they would say, "Yeah, this is great," and I did it, and then I would and then they call back like, "We want to do it again." And they're like, well, "So tell me how this all works." I'm like, "Fuck." Just repeat the whole goddamn process, and and that was because I had to. They wanted to go on the phone. It wasn't. It wasn't something I could automate. It was like I had to do it on the phone. So, do you think that it's worth it? Like broadly, you know, we're yes. talking like you've sponsored three things, three types of things. I've yes. done one. I I so, <laughs> I think yes, sponsorships are worth it. I, I think that's it's an. I used to give a lot of shit to uh, people in the entrepreneur online entrepreneur space who, who used to talk shit on um, don't don't sell advertising on your website or your or your emails or your videos like that's a fool's errand and you know you mm. can build just build your own product and I'm like well not everyone can do that man and some people their product is their audience so yeah. and they don't want to and they don't want to monetize their audience by selling them shit they don't need but but. Getting an, I mean, like nowadays, you look what? at all the fucking YouTubers. That's all. That's how they make their money. Okay, so true. Yeah. And look, videos are. If like you were to go up the chain, I think video is most engaging. Yes. And I mean, from the traffic, I've the minimal traffic I've seen from YouTube, and I've seen yeah. Thomas's traffic. Like that's great stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And podcast is you know below that, and then probably articles or not probably they're definitely lower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, depending on the industry, for sure. So, um, I and I mean, you know, you know how I feel about ads. And for the first like two hundred something episodes of Listen Money Matters, I refused to put ads on it. Yeah, because I, I kind of feel like it's like this hamster wheel that you have to just you have to constantly sell. You can't like get ahead, and if you I don't know, you lose your voice, like you're done. Um, yeah, but you can make the same argument for you know, doing product sales. Mm. It's just, it's less automated, but it's the same thing. Like you still have to send out emails every week to your audience and consistently well, like, so sell. here's the thing. 
and, and I want to get into the teaching of the things. Yeah. But uh, I, I surveyed the audience, or I'd actually created a, a paid thing, so you wouldn't get ads. Or I, I, I was trying every way to not sell ads, and the you, audience you surveyed the the list of money matters podcast audience. Yeah, like okay, this is okay. like maybe two, th- probably like three years ago. Okay. And I was shocked, but they overwhelmingly told me they're like get ads. They were, they were surprised that I didn't have ads. You know, and none of them were like, I was like so pleasantly surprised you didn't have ads. Like I thought so much better of you. They just didn't understand why they weren't there. Um, And everyone wanted that over paying me a dime. Like no one wanted to give me anything, which is fine. Like the education should be free. They basically, they're like, Andrew, like just do it. And so, you know. Well, I, I believe that, and that was my whole thing with Listen Money Matters from the beginning, and one of the reasons I think we, we parted ways was because I believed in this like Robin Hood mentality of, of especially at Listen Money Matters. I mean, look, it was mm. very poignant that uh, I wanted to not charge. I mean, people were coming and listening to us because, I mean, I, in my assumption that they needed help with money, right? So like, why take their money to give them help with money? Why not... Somehow provide the education for free, and then we make money from the people with deeper pockets, right? And I think we literally being, said that, like the Robin Hood method was exactly. how we were, yeah. And the problem with that method, the only problem with that method, is it's hard, kind of hard. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. super hard. Some people wouldn't agree. Like uh, some, see, I think uh, to uh, like, all right, look, to me, it's much easier for me to create a product, you know, have an email list, create content because it's cons- you, it's you and yourself. Yeah, have people sign up and have people just like automatically buy my thing all the time, mm. you know? It's much easier for me to get a subscription, you know, build a subscription model. That's all well and good. What's harder is getting on the fucking phone. I mean, it's getting on the yeah. phone and and trying to convince a large company with lots of money to give you some of that money. So, I I, I want to teach what we know, but I will I just want to say that in terms of getting on the phone, I don't believe I have ever closed an ad if I've gotten on the phone before they've paid me. Say that again. I don't understand what you mean. I, I don't believe I've ever sold a single ad to a company that I've gotten on the phone with before they paid me. I have often gotten on the phone after the deal was closed and they wanted to tell me about the brand and made sure I understand the things and you know I, I would come you're with questions. You, you're because- saying you never, you never got on the phone to sell something. Right, like uh, Morningstar is a big financial company. They they have like data. Yep. Um, for real estate business, real estate. Uh, so for like on ETFs and mutual funds and stuff. Oh, that's like, right. That's it's right. like a Morningstar rating. Really cool company, and I I had had like multiple phone conversations with them, and I guess I could probably chase it, which is which is a lot of ad sales. But at the end yeah. of the day, like I think it was too intimate in the beginning. Yeah, they almost you almost like let them pay for access to you in a way. Yeah, okay. Um yeah. That's interesting. I don't know. My my tilted view, but do you want to explain a bit of the sales funnel like yeah. approach? Uh yeah, and I I think you might actually have this better than I do because mine is mine is so based on s- selling myself. You know, do you want I'm me to s- do you want me to lead it and then you'll like Yeah. Ch- okay. So yeah. I think, um, or the way I originally thought of the sales process was like, you know, you reach out to someone, you want to buy ads. They're like, oh, cool, yeah, because you've like conveyed your value. Like, so look you at cold, me. E- you're saying cold email a company that you like. Well, 
so in the beginning we did and uh-huh. so I, I've, I learned and, and I think that you can and we have had success with that but um, you know the email where you beat your chest like look at me I'm so great you obviously yeah. want to buy ads oh, does not those. work I've sent Dude, so many I know me too the, so, so okay so the process and I actually is, have no I actually have no data like we, we I, I want it so badly to keep this record of like if we send out if we're sending out a hundred pitches mm. right and we have two different style of pitches. One like a beat your chest pitch. One a very gets the point pitch. One with a price pitch. But dude, and think then, of the emails that you get. Yeah. And what you respond to. If if it is like more than two paragraphs, I probably I, I might not even read it. Like yeah, someone on the team yeah. might read it, and they know how I feel about a lot of things. So mm. I found that like, so say Matt, you know, you're the CEO of Swim University, and I wanna, uh, I want you to advertise with me. Yeah. My approach would be like, go stalk them out on LinkedIn, look at the business, learn everything I can, and talk about you and your business and why I think it's awesome. And then like, see if I could open the door to a collaboration or something like that. Okay. So, and I would call that like prospecting. Yeah, or you know, business like development or, yeah. Phase lead, one, lead like, yeah. Top of funnel, and you're you're probably going to send a lot of these. Are you are and you're now when you say this because it's like very hard for me to you know pick some random company and just like flatter the CEO. I'm not gonna. I'm not oh no no. I'm these. I'm not like lying. Like okay, so you're you're picking companies that you actually do like and you mm-hmm. study them a little bit and 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 you're or it's it maybe not something that I I use, but I can look at it and be like. That's cool. This would be good. I would yeah. like them to sponsor. Yeah. You know, and when you say collaboration, like you don't. Basically, you don't bring up money until somewhere. money is like very far down the road, and and I uh-huh. kind of keep the door open, and it's often it goes an affiliate route, and then a mm-hmm. lot of times that dies because I just don't feel I have time to create shit for them. But that yeah. you know maybe it's like well, depending on who it is and the company, I could say like well we you know what if we talk to your CEO, and so I think like keeping it open gives them an opportunity to tell you what they might want. And it gives you like wiggle room to to maybe say we could do this if you do this. Like you know you could say so if you had like two deals, give me two thousand dollars, or come we're gonna interview your CEO and da 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 da, and then we'll also give you ads after the episode goes live, fifteen twenty thousand dollars. And I think that that is actually I find an easier sell mm-hmm. if like you kind of throw a bunch of value and sprinkle it, you know. So in, in, in that part, what sort of drives me nuts about sales in general, at least this particular type of sales, is when you look at the internet and you, and you have a product for sale and you have a lot of automation set up, meaning let's just say you have an email that goes out every – newsletter goes out every week and at the end of the newsletter you pitch your product and – or in this, in this case, like every podcast episode we put out – we're talking about you know the SEO course or Ahrefs or something, and it's like we're we're you know kind of like automatically and very like automated selling a product consistently, right? Mm-hmm. What drives me nuts about sales, and I I it, it, this happens a lot in real estate. Like I, I I look at real estate agents and I think, oh my god, how mad are you if you spend two months with a client? And then they end up not even buying a house. Yeah. Like, don't you want to fucking like that sucks. And I, and you know, my, I, my dad does, uh, 
you know, kitchen design. And sometimes, like, he'll design full kitchens and, like, spend all these hours. And then it just falls, the deal falls through. And to me, it's just like, you know, I, I talked to a real estate agent about this specifically, and they're like, that's kind of the, that's kind of it. Like, you just, you know, you win some, you lose some. That's their prospecting. Yeah. It's like, that's their work. That's like what they or work. Rather, th- that's like the meat of the process. Because yeah. like, the back and forth, and obviously podcast works different than, than the kitchen, but like, sure. you know, your dad, like, they, they find your dad for, yep. for, for whatever, however they find him, and then he almost has to sell himself and what he can do based on like his vision of what could be created and and he has to get them to buy into it but my point is is like you could spend hours if not weeks and months like prospecting and then end up with nothing at the end and all that are those hours wasted dude well okay i would say i mean look they they are wasted but i think it's like the cost of the process and if you were just to take the last two months you could probably run this huge list, of, and I'm really bad at this, like huge list of companies that I have told you that we have definitely closed. It's like a sure thing, whatever, and then you just never hear me talk about them again uh-huh. because at, at even at, at like the ninth hour, the deal dies for whatever yeah. the reason. Yeah. You know, and often you're not told. Like maybe they were on board, everything was green, but that just the money wasn't there. Like it got yeah. declined by the CEO. Yeah, I think there is a I think there's a special type of person that can do that, that type mm-hmm. of sale, right? I mean, if you think about like prosecutors or or you know, lawyers, it's like you win some, you lose some. You might spend, you know, a whole year working on a case and then you end up losing it in the end. But then it's mentally you, exhausting. It's exactly. And I just think it takes a certain type of person to do that type of sale. Like like just sales in general. Okay, so I want I want to break down okay. that middle piece to to my best understanding okay. and um i you're super process driven yes and, and i i think i've been and i've been much more from working with you in the beginning and i'm like it's like a reemergence as we've been collaborating again uh-huh. uh one of my approaches to sales was like when i found things that worked even if it was like anecdotal i literally take the sentences and save them uh-huh. and so over time of like failing a lot and whatever, I basically came up with a bunch of case statements. So now when someone reaches out or whatever, I, it's mostly a copy and paste job. Yeah. And I, and what I have found, like, you know, the, the formula of what works is super short, mm-hmm. always end in a question. And I think I yep. might have learned I, that I, from I, you. Yeah, that always worked for me because it just, I, it elicits a response. Right. Yeah. And so I, I have like this list of like, I don't know, 15 or whatever questions for all the various scenarios. Hmm. And um, I and, and another thing that I, I learned from you is I'm like super data driven. I want to know exactly why the number is the way it is and whatever. Yep. Yep. You, you would even say like, don't give the price or don't explain how you arrived at the price. And when I stopped and so podcast ads are you, they use CPM. Yeah. I close cost per I'm, thousand. Right. So why is it that? Why is it M? It sounds like cost per million. Yeah, I, I don't know, actually. Maybe it's like some Greek thing or something. Might be, I don't yeah. know. But uh, my things close way better when I don't include any justification on the number. How much is a mid-roll? X. This much. Yeah. That's it. Like, and, and it's not even like, if they asked, I would tell them, no one has ever asked. Like, <laughs> literally no one has ever asked. 
You know, and so so you don't give them a CPM number. You give them a just a flat rate. And and so the, the you calculate CPM based on the the total price and the amount of listens. Those two numbers are in two separate emails. Yeah, like I start with you know the with the size and whatever. Uh huh. What we do, what what we care about. Yeah. A question: Have you ever run a podcast sponsorship campaign? Have you sponsored podcast before? Right. Um. When are you looking to go live with a campaign? Just whatever. Okay. And if I get a response, they usually want to know more, and so yeah. then the, the number goes in, and I uh, I require. So I I found like people will buy one always. Yes, one but ad. If, you mean? Yeah, but if I say, um, and we require a minimum commitment of three. You know, yep. and I and I throw some words like cadence or whatever because I don't really care. I just wanted to buy three. N- people wind up buying three or more. Mm-hmm. No one has had an issue with that either. Yeah, and I think it's like uh, being gentle, slow, mm-hmm. and like putting some guardrails on. <sighs> that sa- that all sounds comforting, to be honest. Why do you say? Well. I when I was selling um, ads back in the day on SwimU and mostly like you know I would do bundles. I would say you know you're, you're basically going to enter in a contract with Swim University as a company, and so I would say, all right, listen for for ten thousand dollars, you're going to get you know four sponsored emails, two sponsored posts, you know, tweets, Facebook posts, whatever. I mean, like just a, a collection of of products that I bundled because I didn't want to go through all these hours of work only to end up with like a $500 sale at the end. I wanted it to be a significant, you know, bump. Mm. Uh, or, it, uh, you know, it was like, oh, you know, we're spending, you know, I might have spent, I might have spent, what, three hours with this company trying to sell them, and I, but I got $10,000 at the end, right? Mm. Uh, and while that worked really well, I had a year where I did close to $75,000 in ad sales just on That's Swim University. A lot, dude. Yeah, it's the most, it's the biggest year I ever had. And that was when I was kind of 100% focused on it as a person. And I, I, I was just ruthless. And then mm. I was just burned out. The following year, um, I got this one company call me and they were like, they were, de- they were a startup, they were a, a tech company, but for pools. And they said, well, you know, we care about ROI. We care about how many people are buying our product. And so we don't want to run it. We don't want to spend 10 grand with you. We want to spend, we want to buy one ad, see if it works, and then, you know, do it and then buy more if it does work. Right. Now, at the time, I said, no, absolutely not. Because first of all, one ad never works. Like, have you ever done have you run one Facebook ad? Like you need to do you need to repeat. Like people need to see this over and over again. Like don't don't you know how marketing works? Like you would you know? explain that to me when we first did Listen Money Matters ads. And and I, I like I, I didn't get it. Yeah. But it was like the whole you see a Burberry bag on like a billboard and yeah. you're like no one runs and buys it, but you see the Burberry bag. You see the Burberry bag over and over, and then when you need a bag, you're like, Oh, I'm I need a Burberry one. bag. I didn't yeah. get that in the beginning. Like I've been, I've been in my Amazon wish list. I see it almost every day because I'm on Amazon a lot. I see this Yeti cooler, this like portable <laughs> Yeti cooler. It's three hundred fucking dollars. It's expensive as shit. That is a lot. I thought they were a, like ten dollars in styrofoam. Yeah, for a cooler, and I'm just, <laughs> but I want, but I want it. I want mm. it so bad, but I cannot justify the price. 
But dude, I see Yeti everywhere. I hear it. I and it's been I think a year and a half now that I've been I want it. I want it. I I got a gift card for my parents for my birthday. I'm finally going to get it. I know it's <laughs> it's ridiculous expensive, but it's a gift. And I'm getting it. And just think about how many times I had to that brand message, message, just a brand name, had to be reinforced in my head over and over, over again for something I've already wanted. And so that's the way with cars, everything, man, just but, everything. I mean, even like, even if people think like, it's why I don't like launches that much. It's like everyone's like, oh, you make a bunch of money in the beginning. I'm like, yeah, but they have to hear about it and understand the product and like think about it. And it takes, it takes so many hits, right? And the thing is, you can't value. That like like the Yeti being yeah. all up in your face, you you buy it like everyone wants the Facebook esque. They click, right. I tracked it. There's a conversion rate, you know, and, and maybe that works for some things, dude. But- I, I mean, you're hitting the nail on the head because uh, I that's exactly what happened. They emailed me. They're like they're they're comparing my product to Facebook ads is what they they're doing, mm-hmm. and I basically just told them no, and then. I kind of sat around and didn't get any more sales. And I just, I was like, well, wait a minute. Why not just take their money? Just go, you know, they, they want to pay me something. How hard is it for me to sell one ad? Like, how, is it, how hard is it for me to put one ad in an email? It takes two seconds. So I'll take their small amount of money. And if it works, they'll buy more and I'll try to upsell them on a bigger package. And if it doesn't, oh well, like I still made something. Mm. But that was just it. Like, I spent so many hours like figuring out how to do this for just this one company. And it turns out like it didn't work and they didn't buy again. So I'm like, of course, like I knew that. And and, it, and it's like, you know what? It just wasn't the right company for the, my product. It was a bad, it was a bad fit and I should have never have taken the deal, but I thought they were skeptical about it in the beginning. Yeah. It's like, and they, but they reached out to me. It wasn't like mm-hmm. I was reaching out to them. So I, I just, I, you know, then I thought, oh, all of my sales are going to be a la carte. So it's like you're going to buy one ad, you're going to buy two ads, and if you buy more than three, then you, you know you get a discount or whatever. And it was like, you know, it wasn't worth me getting out of bed for those small little hits of you know whatever. It, it, for as much time as it takes to like go back and forth with email and and you know work on the sales copy and the ad work and the, the graphic work, it's just it's a lot of work to sell sponsorships. It just even if it's even if it's relatively easy even if it's a re-up there's still hours that you're probably not thinking about because it's that and that's really what happened to me it was like oh it takes me two seconds to throw an ad in an email but you yeah have to deal but, with them and you have to like do you don't think them. about uh, th- what, yeah what happens afterwards they're, they're gonna be like well how did it do and it's like well you gotta answer that email and put together the mm-hmm. stats for that and there's and obviously the, those things can be processed out which i was so bad at at the time because every at that point everything was different like i was i was in this like wild west trying to f- build this process and it just like wasn't coming together and it obviously wasn't a priority because i wasn't making enough to make it a priority mm. and i think the approach that you are taking with podcasting which is actually my original approach with swing university is the one that worked and then when i tried to piecemeal it and like just kind of like work with each individual company the way they wanted to be worked with it, it was wrong. They they should have been conforming to my way of doing things because they're ultimately buying my product. And, and it has to be worth your time. Yeah. And, you know, like if, if Betterment reached out to me at like 3 a.m. and they're like, Andrew, I need to talk to you now. 
I will get my ass up out of bed. I'll take the quickest shower ever if it needs to be a video chat. And I will talk to them because yeah. I have a long-term awesome relationship with them. Yeah. But if you want to buy one of my cheapest ads, yeah. like you get the ad, but you don't get emails with me constantly. You right. don't get you know my opinion on if your call <laughs> to action is whatever or can right. I write the whole ad myself. Like, And, and I want... I want everyone that I deal with to get that, and I think in order to do that, you have to say no to the to like, and I don't want to say shitty. They're just no, right, not. Yeah, their business is not yet at the level where they and can pay have, into what you're doing. Or and, and that's the thing that's that's part of like lead gen is is finding those the right businesses for what you're offering because every business can possibly work for you, like and and, and buy from you, but are they worth like the the effort? You know, yeah. like the like I did a big brand deal with like a huge pool company that was pretty effortless because they kind of understood the game and they trusted us and we trusted them. We, we liked aligning ourselves with their brand and it was like a match made in heaven. It was so freaking easy. They're actually up in long Island. And I was like, and I would talk to the CEO. She'd be like, yep, let's do it again next year. I'm like, oh, one email. We're done. It's so great. And it was big money too. And then you get this small little fucking startup that's like, oh, we just want to buy one ad and we're going to try it. ROI. It's like, fuck. It's, no, it's not worth the, it. The answer is no. Right. And, and look, here's the deal. Swim University is big. You know, it's a big, there's a, there's a big audience there. And I always undervalue that. Mm. I always undervalue that. I and, always think I'm scrappy and small and like, I was, I still consider myself a little, you know, oh, you want to advertise with me? This is amazing. It's well, like, no, man. It's a battle of like, you know the value because you've sold X before. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like the email is going out anyways, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the episode is going out anyways. Like you're, exactly. if you're making the rap video, you're doing it. You obviously <laughs> right, want, right. want it sponsored. Like yeah. this month is sponsored by Ahrefs, but we were doing it anyways. And I yep. think part like... Part of me dies when something goes out unmonetized, knowing what it could be. Yeah. But like, I already saw value in doing it, so I'm not doing it because they're paying me. I'm doing it because I understand the value. Yeah. Um, and I and I think too, like, I think there is, you know, obviously you have to be at a certain level to sell mm-hmm. advertising because you're really selling numbers. You're selling you're selling the audience. Um, so if you're Here's but but here's the other thing too. Hrefs is a perfect example of they took a gamble on this podcast. This podcast when we first started is small. I mean we have mm. we didn't have that many subscribers and we do now, thankfully. And not but not like, you know, uh serial numbers. Like we're not doing we're not putting up huge numbers, but we're putting up uh an, we're actually not even putting up enough numbers to attract sponsors. Mm. But what we did was created a package that was actually desirable, which is doing this daily epi- daily episode for a month, and we built this like special thing. And quality then we, over qu- like yeah, a we, dumb read, exactly. And we're and we're and we sold that, you know. And while we may not be able to do that in the future, we we've like we're we're sort of kickstarting ourself into into creating a platform where it's, it is desirable to more advertisers. But we have a relationship, so. so- I want to cover like two pieces of of like the closing process, which okay. I, I think are like invaluable. Okay. Um, 
One, we, we were doing this episode on Listen Money Matters way back, and uh, there's this guy, Dan Green, who's to- teaching us on like negotiation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. uh, I, I found I like all of his answers really thoughtful. Uh, mm-hmm. I really liked what he was doing. He was like a, a, a consultant, and he was like trying to start an online brand, and I actually took a call with him outside. He was kind enough. It didn't cost me anything. Mm-hmm. And um, he something like hit me where – so. Many times when I'm trying to sell an ad and arbitrary price, say it's like $5,000 to sell Mm -hmm. whatever I'm trying to sell. And they come back and that is like not within budget. They don't agree. It's it's like, it's like, it happens all the time. You know, it's a no, but through doing it, you know, you could like feel that it's like a soft no because the the deal wasn't there for them. Maybe, maybe they understand CPM and the number's not right. Yep. My gut instinct of how and how I guess I had always done it or approach these things is like, okay, so fine, not five thousand. How about thirty five hundred? Yeah. And Dan flipped my, my that on like my whatever on my whatever in yeah. that you don't drop the number, you increase the volume the value. Yeah. of what you increase the value because at the end of the day, there's an unlimited amount of spots that we have to sell, <laughs> right, and like right. I need to get rid of them. Yeah. And, but, but I want money and I don't want less money. So it's like, okay, fine. What if we threw in two episodes? And so right. this way, like you, you could meet your goals. Everyone could be happy. They can get the deal. Yep. You negotiate it up. Yeah. Basically. And, and you know, if you do more ads, it's probably more likely to work. Yeah. And uh, maybe a, a oh, relationship a good, spawns. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. I never did that at, at some <laughs> university. And it's I I know that I know that's true. Like I actually in my brain I know that. And I think the reason I didn't is because the, the my, my the ultimate like demise of my sponsorship life. And I don't plan on getting rid of it. Like I want to continue doing sponsorships. Uh, I just don't have a good process. Mm. And and you also have complained to me. I think with swimming or with listen money matters is like I wish I had a better process. I wish this was a little bit more streamlined. Because you know, you're sitting here telling me all the things that you know, and you're right. All of those things sound spot on. But let's, you know, let's write it down. You know, let's let's put it in. Let's put it to the Systematize test. Systematize the shit out of it. Yeah, even if it's just you doing it, like you have to write mm. it down. Work, you know, you basically write down your. We'll call it a sales funnel, right? And you you try it with one person. You see how it go, how it goes through, and you keep refining the process as each person goes through. You make it tighter and tighter. And then once you have it to a, to a, almost like to a point where it's it, it, it's so it's like a perfect machine, then you can hand that machine off to anybody. And as long as they replicate exactly this strategy or this process, then it can be scaled. Right. Mm. And but it's going to take you doing it because, you know, the ins and outs. And then you you have the creative problem solving ability to say, oh, shit, you know, they came at us with this budget question. How do we get around this? Mm. And then develop and then try something and if it works you're like fuck okay cool write it down that that worked um obviously if it comes up again try it again try it again try it again try it again and see if it continues to work if it does it's like all right that's canon lock that in Mm. right and it but it takes so many hours of like documenting every single time you you go through a sales process with any specific client and I, we're going to do an entire episode on just processing in general and creating this kind of thing. But I think, you know, I am very process driven more th- more so now than I was in the past. And, and now I look at everything like that. It's like, how can I, let's write down every step 
even if it's sloppy, it's it's going to be mm. super sloppy. And then every time you you throw somebody else through it, scrutinize it. How do you fix this? Do this faster? Do, you know, oh, this is a bottleneck right here. Like this part. Often sucks. what works is counterintuitive. Like you know, when the numbers aren't working, like instinctively you think less. Yeah. Where like like what if you went more? You know, and mm-hmm. uh, like for example, like we have episodes. You know, maybe in like a week or two for listening to my mouth, is like uh, have no ads. And if someone came to me and, you know, they're like, uh, I want to buy ads when you have availability, I always feel like that's that's like the most trap question. My, my rule is that you can't buy, like, I just say, like, we don't have any availability until like three or whatever weeks, yeah. or I try to, um, because like then you're not desperate. Yeah, you're not, yeah. And because yeah. like, if they're like, I, I need it now, like, I, sorry, I, I can't. All right, let me ask this question then. Hmm. Do you think selling sponsorships on Listed Money Matters hmm. is worth it? So uh, what changed my mind? Um, so, okay. I, I kind of don't because I have to do it. So, so I don't <laughs> right. think that is worth it because I have to do it. I hate it. But yeah. the reason why it actually is worth it is when Thomas was a host yep. and I wanted – him to help i felt that the best way to get him to care was to pay him and the way i could justify paying him is if the show brought in revenue Mm -hmm. and the way that we have been able to structure our new relationship is not as a partnership but but incentive driven based on ads so if the shows do well you know like we do well and then i want you to stay and help so i am driven to like you know, get more ads. And so I think in that way, like what we create can pay for itself. Yep. Um, Yeah. I I guess that's how I justify it in my head. Okay. So in a perfect scenario, if you just had to show up every Thursday and record four episodes of listen, money matters, do some ad reads. Do you think it's worth it then? If that was the only thing I had to do in my life? Yeah. 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 You personally, but the business, but the, you know, but somebody was out there selling sponsorships on behalf of Listen Money Matters. If Listen Money Matters only employed me, and, and even Laura, I, I think that that would be a, a viable business. Yep. But the thing is, sponsorships come with scale. Like, you know, per thousand people, affiliate yeah. marketing is worth a million times more. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is valuable for us because of our size. Right. Um, so, I mean, that is the, that's the crux of it, right? Which is, you do Getting believe... There. You do believe it is worth it as a, as a business model for, for a media brand, for a company that's going to be publishing consistently. That, that is – and I, I don't want to say Listen Money Matters is large, but I think you have to be yeah, large you have to be at a certain or, level. or moving in that direction because yes. when, when you're small – like so when we approached Ahrefs, if I was to price Money Lab like how I price Listen Money Matters, it would an work. ad read would have been worth roughly $12. <laughs> right, right. Which is like, ins- I mean, that that is us emailing them and we've already burnt all the value of the ad. <laughs> right, right. You know, we haven't even done the work yet. So it has to, yeah. it has to be m- more volume. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not the first business, mo- like the first revenue stream you can focus on, but it's an eventual one, which it was for SwimU. Like when SwimU first, first got started, like I didn't focus on that at all because I was trying to grow the audience. And then doing, you know, I was growing the audience with doing my own, with doing affiliate marketing, you know, obviously pumping out as much content as I possibly could. And then 
finally we were at a place where like the advertisers reached out to us and I'm like, okay, now's the time, right? Because it's like now we're getting that it's coming to us. And so mm. now there's like clearly there's a a, a need or, or a desire for or at least we're recognized or whatever. So then it, I, that was kind of the, the moment when I knew, you know, we can do this. It became I, a third income stream. I feel like there's one hard and fast rule. Doesn't matter. I, I I feel like doesn't matter your size. Like, and I've only been punished by not following this. Mm. Um, unless it's some huge agency, you know, in podcasting might be like Veritone One or whatever. You have to get paid first. You can't do any work, and you and let the dates that you agreed on pass. You can't do it. Uh, or unless you have an enormous trust with the company, right? Because um, oh my God, will you get? You're gonna get screwed every time. No one's gonna pay you. Yeah, and nothing is worse than chasing payment. I'd rather chase Ugh. them to convert. Yeah, than that's than the other. Payment. That's the other part too. People don't think about on the on the back half of like, oh, how easy is it to do? like just send a couple of emails, get a get a banner, throw it in an email, sponsored email, or do an ad read on a podcast? Like it takes two seconds, right? Or you could say, like, oh, I could get that done pretty quickly. But you don't realize that at, at, you have to chase sometimes, like, they don't pay the invoice. So the email to them about that. Make sure the invoice gets paid. Uh, you don't think about when they email you back and say, hey, like, we want to know the numbers on that episode. Or we want to know the numbers on that, how many visitors that page got or how many opens that email got. And you have to start putting that together. And then they you know, email you about something else. And there's just all of these like things you don't consider in the, in the process. And those things have hours attached to them, which have money mm -hmm. attached to them, which should be entered into the price of, of your ad. And I, we didn't get into pricing because I think it's almost like it's not, we're going to do a whole episode on pricing. Cause it's almost not even worth talking about. It's, it's really like, you gotta just research the shit out of it. Like mm -hmm. I, when I did swim university, like I just, Literally, like, download it every single trade magazine and trade magazine, pool trade magazines, like, ad sheets. Like, mm. they're actual pricing sheets. I just found all, all of them. A lot of them are super low. Oh, no. I No, not in my world. Oh, really? Fuck no. It was well, high. I was thinking, yeah. like, I had looked at Entrepreneur on Fire, and he was yeah. doing, like, I don't know, mid-rolls for $18 yeah. CPM. And I was like, this is definitely not worth my time. No, right. And it's like... It can be discouraging, so like you need to do your research, find where you feel comfortable, try it out. You know, just keep trying. Like if it, you get, you're gonna get some bites, but the higher your price, the harder it's gonna be. Mm. You know, and you may have to add value somewhere else. It may have to be some extra shit that you throw in, and that's stuff you have to think about. And and then you have to think about all the hours. And you, and this is how you. This is all you can only figure this out by doing it sloppy first. Like just yeah. do it sloppy. Like just start right. And then writing Write a it all custom down. email to every person. Yeah. Show it to your, your wife and all your friends or your husband, whatever, and just Dude. like take then, a ton of time on it. Yeah, but you write every single thing you did down and write how mm. many minutes or hours it took to do, right? And then you keep writing, you keep documenting that. This is what brewers do, and it's like it's just so fucking great. I mean, I, I love I've been doing this and it's just so eye-opening. And you have this entire process laid out in front of you, and you have all these hours, and you just go like where can I trim an hour? Like, let me mm. just try to trim an hour. Where, you know, what can I do? Okay, here I'm writing these custom emails. What if I just tried templating it so I don't have to literally hand type all this? How many hours does it save me? Try it. Does it work? How many hours did that take? 
now. It's like, okay, cool, that worked, throw it in. You have this like this this thing I call canon, which is, you know, you have all these ideas and processes, you try them all out, and once you figure out one of those things that just like is consistently works every time, boom, like that is the process. Mm. And then a year later, you look at the whole thing again and go, okay, let me shave off five minutes. Like you're just gonna keep shaving off time and and money and effort and all of that stuff. Until that you that have, increases your profit, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You every, lose yeah, you money don't, no, your prices don't go down, right? Yeah, you're you're, you're based on the time. Your, I mean, you commit and you know totally. Mm. Yeah, you're you're lowering your your overhead while keeping your prices the same because you're still offering the same value. You're, you're just being more efficient on your end, you know, because they don't know. And not, and not that they should. Like, they don't know how many hours you spend, you know, sending emails or doing all the other things. I think it's super important to get the first few conversions and, yeah. like, overspend time because yep. we've gotten ads based on other ads we've done. Mm-hmm. And, like, people want to know who's advertised. And when you can show names, they're like, right. ah, well, they all wouldn't have thought it was a terrible idea. <laughs> well, that's... Whether so or not that, it was a terrible idea is... So there, there's something, like, that's a very interesting thing because I we get that a lot, too, is like, oh, well, who else is... Adver-? Like, we want to know... It's basically uh, social proof, right? So they want to know, you know, who else has done this. And a lot of times, like, I would have to write those to the in an email. I would write them and go, mm. oh, we've had this person, this person, this person, whoever. And then I was like, well, I could just put those on a single web page on my website. So when they do <laughs> ask that question, it's like, click, here's the link. Here's all their people. You know, it's all Same automated. thing. I-, I felt did it. And then what happens is like, they actually love it because then it's a link to their thing. I, yep. I sometimes I make them affiliate links. So it's even monetized through totally like people ask, like I, I didn't do it for one. And they'd emailed me and they complained. Oh, you, they wanted to be on, on the there? list. Yeah. I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was it just is, for yeah, me to brag. Great. I didn't know that provided any value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, building like um building uh what do you call it? Like assets, like a web page that has, you know, pretty much like an FAQ with all your, you know, answers to your questions. I did that. You know, it's like, oh, what's your CPM? Here's how much it is. How many people do you have? Here's the numbers. They're always updated. They're live. You know, mm-hmm. like Oh, how many, you know, you get the same, que- you re- and you don't know this until you start documenting, but you get the same questions over and over again, and you just figure out faster ways to answer them by building something that's there and always there. And it's like, and maybe they don't, they stop answer- asking those questions because you, that's the first thing you send them, or they found you through that. So they already know the answers, and so it like, it makes the process even that much faster. Mm. So, I mean, we could go on, honestly, forever about this. But Spend I, far too much time, I like to admit. but yeah i think uh we should talk more about this because Mm -hmm. obviously personally we need to talk more about this yeah because i think we both can help each other out because i would honestly like to start doing swim university sponsorships again but i want to do it a lot smarter more processed finding the right clients uh again we are sending out an email every single week that are just not being monetized very well and it's like you should be paid for everyone everyone so that's what we're going to try to do i want to thank uh I mean, you feel good, right? Yeah. 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 Shit. Okay, cool. Uh, I want to thank Tom Martin. He sent in token Hoboken via email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's where Andrew lives. You you have done that in Hoboken, I believe. Yeah, I've toked in Hobokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you have any questions or topics you want us to talk about on future episodes of this show, Email me, matt at moneylab.co. Actually, come on. 
Email. I do get emails. But, <laughs> I was but like, email what? Me. what? <laughs> email me. We need more topics. I also need more middle names. I can always use a, a batch of middle names. I got a bunch, but I need and more. And reviews. And yeah, that's, that's the other we, thing too. We used to always say, please leave us an honest review. Yes. And in case you don't understand, that implies a five star yep. or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Don't be tongue in cheek. Like my dad yeah. tried to do once and gave us a one star, like, ha, you guys are fun. You know, no, that hurts us, dad. <laughs> Tell Matt how great he is. Please. Add an eggplant at the end. Yes. Or Five I just star. we just got one of like a bunch of eggplants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just like all eggplants, <laughs> which I love. Uh, if you like this show, subscribe also on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And of course, leave a review. If you really like this show, tell your friends about it. Point them to your favorite episodes and they'll become a subscriber, hopefully. That's it, man. Yeah. You good? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. That's it. Bye. <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>